1: This is Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network. Come on, let's all go to the lobby. Because people are staring at us listening to these shows while we're in the theater.
2: The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. The Crisis of Confidence Theater of the Air brings you Grace Under Pressure, the simple story of a woman alone in New York in the 90s, an age of diminished expectations.
1: Kick off both your shoes and get the hoovering done and watch the rising sun. Isn't it swell when you're on your own? Aren't you grateful It's too late to call him on the phone Take off all your clothes and feed the cat He said, there's no hurry, where's my hat? Wake up to the realization that you're alone And so goes a story that's told so often Wonder who picked up after the archies in Rome. Ain't it great when the guests go home.
2: Episode three The Art of Whining
3: Now this would look stunning in a persimmon anchored decor.
0: I don't think so. I, I don't think it's big enough. Excuse me? My husband's boss's wife just bought a really big painting. It had a lot of… size… What size was it? Well, they've got a duplex on Sutton with 18-foot ceilings and it was perfect. Just as long as their triple length leather combination and right up to the molding. My, that's… big. Of course with a painting that size you decorate around it and not vice versa. Of course. Her deco did wonders with that dried mud, blood, and mustard motif. Sounds livable. But thank God this season, whatever you can't find to go can be filled in with fiberglass and lucite. Of course, that meant half the furniture. Comfy. And the curtains. See-through curtains. Practical. I can see you've got a lot to learn about deco, dear. <laughs> Comfort. Practicality. What is this? The Stone Age? that's for the kind of people who make a living pay their taxes take the bus oh art is for those who can afford not to like it because let's face it they're never home huh winter in barbados summer in the vineyard spring skiing in val Serre. then why buy it to make your friends jealous at parties of course oh you mean they don't even like it my, my, so naive. It's not a question of taste, dear. It's a matter of son conspicuous consumption. Well, how about this one, then? It's certainly conspicuous. Conspicuously last year. That garbage collage effect came and went ages ago. And just spray painting a day rainbow won't make it youth culture. Just stops it from smelling.
3: Well, that's something.
0: Hardly enough. These days, there's no point in hanging a piece that doesn't scream, I don't care. I don't think I care. Hmm. Well, if you don't, I don't. (laughs) Toodaloo.
3: Now, Grace. Oh, Mimi, I don't think I'll ever get the hang of this. Don't
4: worry, doll.
3: You're doing fine.
4: Rule number one, let the customer do the selling. Your problem is you ask questions that make sense. Not a priority in the art biz. What
3: I don't understand is that a painting is a visual thing. Why does it need to be talked about at all? Anybody can see it, can't they? Honey,
4: what rock did you crawl out from under? This isn't art. This is business. And in the business of art, being ahead of the game is the game. I know an out-of-work actor who doesn't have to cater
3: Because his old man used to beat Jackson Pollock at poker. But how does that help me sell Midnight Gizmo's garbage collage to society matrons?
4: Listen to me, darling. It doesn't matter what you say, so long as it's new. If they've heard it before, chances are their friends have too. And they ain't paying for last month's Cosmo. But what do I say? Pick a word. Any word. Better yet. Make that two words, an adjective and a noun. The noun should be abstract, depth, scope, size. The adjectives got to be more like, mm, visceral, tangible, chewy, sinewy, mucoid. Ew. Or better yet, open a dictionary. Make a couple of words at random. Let's see. You're not kidding. Now, when they started calling it word power, I started paying attention. Let's see. Okay, open to S. S is always good for money words. Here we go. Sclerotic. Nobody cares what it means. It, it sounds sick and scientific. Great. Now the noun. Okay, V. Validity, vapid, verismo. Void. Void! There's a
3: word that means everything and nothing. You know... Now that you mention it, you could say that Gizmo's stuff was sclerotic and get away with it. Oh, and void, it certainly is. You see how simple it is? The best thing is,
4: even the hippest people won't be able to admit. (laughs) They don't know what the hell you're talking about. But how long can this go on? About a week. By the time it hits the columns, it's anybody's, and therefore dead, dead, dead. Those society dames come down here to be confused. They pay to buy from us because they think we know. The truth is, nobody knows. Least of all, the artists themselves. So the secret is to keep changing the rules. No, the rules have been the same since Gertrude Stein. Only the vocabulary has changed. To protect the ignorant. Okay, battle stations, honey. This guy's big, smart by anything.
3: It will be a privilege to watch you work. Oh, what did we say? Sclerotic and void. Sclerotic and
2: void.
4: Oh, hello, Mr. First What can I do for you today?
2: This guy Gizmo any good? Looks a little cheesy to me.
4: Oh, that's a statement of the times, Mr. First He has a, shall we say, a sclerotic outlook seeing through the cheesiness of modern life, staring naked into the
2: void. Mm, it sounds kind of kinky. Mm. This gizmo fellow, is he uh, healthy?
4: His relatives are flying in from Omaha this weekend. It will be a sad loss for the sanitation arts.
2: I'll take two. And what about that one with the red sticker on it?
4: Oh, well, I was planning to save that one for my private collection for our Only the Good Die Young exhibit. But I'd feel better if you had it.
2: Hanging these babies in the lobby of the First Snyder building ought to scare the pants off the competition.
4: (coughs) Oh, Mr. First Snyder, you haven't met my new assistant, Grace. Grace McMoon, Leo
3: First Snyder.
2: Well... About time you get some new blood.
3: Why, thank you, Mr. Mimi's taught and t- told me so much about you.
2: Yeah, well... Wrap him up and ship him, Mimi. I gotta get back to the board.
4: Our usual arrangement? It's always a pleasure, Mr. Mimi, you were brilliant. It's all in the vocabulary, darling.
2: Oh, Mimi, I forgot. Do you still have that pre-Columbian piece kicking around?
4: What pre- Oh, uh, I'll go take a look in the back.
2: No, I'll just wait here with Miss, uh, what's your name again?
3: Grace. Grace McMoon.
2: Lovely name for a lovely lady. Where's Mimi been hiding you?
3: Well, actually, I'm kind of new to this business.
2: Well, you got a great start with Mimi. She and I go way back. In fact, I helped set her up in this place.
3: Really? She said it was an oh. Op- oh, I see.
2: Do you, Grace? Kind of quick on the uptake, aren't you? Well... Oh, no, Grace, I'm going to be straight with you. I like your looks, and I'd like to show you the ropes. Ropes? What time do you get off?
3: Uh, tonight. Oh, oh, tonight. Now, I'm... Come on,
2: Grace, you'll have to think faster than that. Oh, no, I'm
3: sorry, Mr. First-Nighter. I am sorry mister Firstnighter. i did not mean to be rude. It's just that it's Thursday night, and I promised my friend Louis I'd go hear his band at Sama A
2: Very hip establishment this week. You could afford to be seen with me there.
3: But could you afford to be seen with me?
2: Grace, there's not much in this town I can't afford. I'll pick you up at closing time. Well, I... Don't argue, Grace. The customer's always right.
3: Right. Hey, what about your pre-Columbia... Don't worry, honey. He'll pick it up next time. Mimi, what was that all about?
4: Who is that guy? Leo Firstnider is the guy who owns the guys who run this town. I've never heard of him. Exactly. He's so big, he's invisible, and he likes it that way. No publicity, but he's the first name on every list on every Artsy Society charity. Anonymous.
3: Wow. What's he want with me?
4: Well, that's up to you, darling but the least you could do is sell him a painting. Oh, Mimi, I don't know. Look, sweetie, I don't pay you so little just because I'm cheap. I want you to be hungry enough to try that little bit harder to sell something. Oh, Mimi, I'll get there. I'm sure I'll learn. Now, tonight, here, bring the slides with you. Tell you what, you sell this baby here, (laughs) <laughs> and I'll give you the whole commission. Mimi, that's, that's my rent for the rest of the year. No sale. Don't come back tomorrow. Got it? But Mimi... It's for both our sakes, doll. You gotta get hungry in this business, or it's not a business. I can't believe you... Grace, I like you, kid. But it's time to find out if you've got what it takes in the sales department. Uh, but I... Look, everybody talks about art. But nobody does anything about it. It's time to put up a shut up.
3: Well, I guess a little hard work never killed anybody. Get a girl, Gracie. Now
4: get rid of that slubby cardigan and get some attitude into that air. Leo will be back in a minute. I'll take care of the office.
3: But who will take care of me?
2: What's that, Grace? All right. Blossomed.
3: Well, Louie says it gets pretty hot in the club.
2: Well, I certainly hope so. Shall we go? Sure.
3: It's it's way west. Maybe we should take a cab.
2: I brought my own. Oliver, this is Grace.
3: Whoa.
2: Do you know any sign language, Grace? Uh, no? What Whoa. a shame. Whoa. Oliver reads lips, of course, but he likes to keep his eyes this on the road. This is the
3: big... I mean, the longest... I mean... What could you possibly need? All this...
2: Come now, Grace. Use your imagination. Oh. Would you like some champagne?
3: Well, I... Reefer?
2: Poppers? Nose Uh, candy?
3: Mr. I think you got the wrong... Oh, please,
2: please, call me Leo. I just want you to be comfortable. Um...
3: Grace.
2: Grace, of course. Grace, I want to show you the town. Help you to get to know the people who know.
3: Who know what?
2: The people with money. Money. It's a dirty word in this town, one you'll never hear out of me beyond these four white walls, but it pervades everything in New York like, uh, like a smell.
3: I think that's something in the upholstery, and it ain't spare chain. Damn that,
2: Oliver. I thought I told him to clean now, it.
3: Mr. First Nighter, let's cut to the chase. I'm not a kid. I lived through high school. I'm not in this glorified meat wagon because it's glamorous. I'm here because my boss told me i either sell you a painting tonight or she's gonna fire me. So let me save you the preliminaries, the foreplay, and the afterglow. You have more money than you know what to do with. You buy this painting, hang it in some executive washroom on the 17th floor, you'll never know the difference. I get to have a roof and a phone for another month. Why should you do this for me? On a scale of one to ten? Why not? But if it's sexual services you're looking for, you can signal Oliver to stop at the next corner, because that six-foot guy in the purple spandex will show you a lot better time than I ever will.
2: Quite a spin to your sales pitch.
3: Well, Beats the sclerotic void.
2: Hmm. There's something you're overlooking, dear. This transaction is not about value for money. (laughs) Oh, man, what a middle, middle class concept. It's about power.
3: Power? Yeah,
2: I get you to do what I want, when I want, in return for something I couldn't care less about, you see?
3: I'm afraid I do.
2: I could buy professionals 24 hours a day to take me places you'd be too embarrassed to read about. I've got a book full of bimbos who will sit anywhere I like, just so some of what I got will rub off on them.
3: In a manner of speaking? Literally.
2: If I gave them a social disease, I'd have to settle out of court for a lifetime annuity.
3: So power, so... If
2: the lady wants to play... The ladies got to pay.
3: Look, Leo. I don't know why I could never play on this field hockey team of yours, but I could never quite fit into the uniform. Somewhere I got this crazy idea that sex had something to do with love or at least an overwhelming physical desire, and frankly, I'd rather sleep with a grocery bagger at Christidi's.
2: My, thank you so much.
3: Oh, come to think of it, Eddie has got kind of nice eyes.
2: Oliver! You're quite the romantic.
3: Oliver, read my lips. Stop the car. Don't
2: bother to panic, dear. We arrived at your little friend's Shishi salsa establishment.
3: Well, how about it, Leo? Do I have a job tomorrow?
2: Only if you give me one tonight.
3: How big does a man have to get before he stops thinking with that little, little thing?
2: I doubt that Mimi will be impressed by your scruples. Don't bother to show up. She'll send you your check.
3: Well, that's cat food taken care of.
2: Remember, Grace, virtue is its own reward. Oliver!
3: Yeah, wanted, dead or alive.
1: I could be whined and dined, and you'd show me a real good time. But it doesn't help to know that you're just fooling. You say we'll go paint the town and we'll turn it all upside down. Well, I've laughed my way out of bigger limousines. Oh, now what a fool I am! What a fool! learn to win if you cannot play along. I guess I got that wrong. If I thought that you cared, then I'd always be there. And kiss this fool goodbye. Yeah.
4: Hey, Grace! Man, glad you could make it. We're on right after this
5: set. Oh,
3: Louie, I am so glad to see a human face. Whoa,
5: Gracie, what's up, girl?
3: Louie, there are no badges in Girl Scouts for survival in the art world. You blow this gig, too? No, that was the problem. Ouch. That wasn't a gallery was a single client or deliver. Whew,
5: you babes got
2: it rough. At least in the music biz, the ass I kiss is metaphorical. Louis, I'm sorry, Grace, but try and remember, R sucks, but the rest of life blows so bad, it equalizes the pressure. <laughs> Please,
3: don't mind me. Oops. Anyway, isn't that about newer?
2: Same difference.
3: Louis, I miss you.
2: Well, you know where to find me. Three sets every Thursday at Sama Bacalao.
3: God, what am I going to do now?
2: Don't worry, babe, you're on the list.
3: No, I mean like work, like tomorrow, like my life. Slow
2: down, Gracie, one thing at a time. For now, take arms against a sea of troubles and swim for shore.
3: Sounds better than slings and arrows of outrageous propositions. Gracie,
2: I think you're getting the hang of this Shakespeare shit. executive burnout radio theater has brought you Grace Under Pressure starring Alice King as Grace Blanca Frank as the customer Dorian D. Michelle as Mimi Roger Casey as Louie, and George Sheffy as Leo Fursnyder. snyder Be sure to tune in next week for episode four, Waiting for Oh God when we'll hear Grace say
3: Today's special is a lightly braised calf kidney in a peach and cayenne remoulade. Ouch! Take off all your clothes
1: and feed the cat. He said, there's no hurry, where's my hat? Wake up to the realization that you're alone. And so goes a story that's told so often. Wonder who picked up after the Archie's in Rome? Ain't it great when the guests go home? None that lonesome. Great when the guests go home. You must be joking. Great when the guests go home.
5: I'm Kyan Chris Conroy. And I'm Leonard Vizelsniks, and we're here to tell you about the Technical Difficulties Podcast. That's right, Leonard. Do you remember those thrilling days of yesteryear? The Depression was in full swing, FDR was president, and we were ankle deep in the last guilt free war we'll ever fight. That's right. Big Band was the music of the era. You could see a movie with a trolley in it for five cents and hop on Betty Davis for a dime. And of course, you read that wrong. It's what it says in the script. Gimme that. Hop on Betty Davis for a dime. See, I told you. My mistake. No problem. <clears throat> and of course, the crowned king of entertainment was the radio. The radio! All the greats were there. Jack Benny, Burns and Allen. The Shadow, the Whistler. Red Rider and the Lone Ranger. And of course, Bob and Ray. Well, those days are gone forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, since that part of your schedule is kind of freed up now, uh, we thought maybe you'd like to listen to our show. It's called Technical Difficulties. It's a scripted sketch comedy podcast produced weekly that has over 75 episodes with an archive of over 30 hours of original comedy content and featuring a cast of over 300 characters all voiced by one guy. That would be me, Kai and Chris Conroy. I write, produce, direct, and perform the entire ding-dang thing all by myself. Well, you do have occasional guests, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, not very often. Okie dokie, well, if you'd like to hear Technical Difficulties, here's how. Well, yes, Landon. To do the announcer voice, huh? Oh, oh, right, right. If you would like to listen to the Technical Difficulties podcast, then head on over to techdiff.com, T-E-K-D-I-F-F.com to pick up the RSS feed or go over to iTunes where you can subscribe there under comedy. That's right. It's spelled technical, T-E-K-N-I-K-A-L. We spelled it funny because who wants an audience to be able to find you easily? Yes, we were being clever. Yeah. Certainly outsmarted ourselves. Mm So remember, that's technical difficulties at techdiff.com for all your comedy needs. Go on over there and give it a listen. Come on, Hitler's dead. You've got the time. That's techdiff.com. T E K D I F F. Hope to see you there. Hokey dokey. Bye. I'd jump on Betty Davis for a dime. You and me both bust. That'd be like, what, 20 cents or something? That's technical difficulties. T E K N I K A L D I F F I K U L T I E S. Techdiff.com.